Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. What are you ready to get into the Word today? Glory to God. Go with me again, if you would, over to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. It's been three weeks since we looked at this scripture. We were on this series, and then on June the 7th, of course, we had Christopher Allen. Here is our guest, and we had a wonderful time that day. Amen. And then last Sunday, I intended to preach along this line, and the Spirit moved differently. And we had a time of, of excitement and a time of, of joy and rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. Spirit of the Lord moved on Pastor Angela and she led us and we just had a great time. Amen. And like she said today, we're excited all the time. We're excited to be born again. Excited to have God in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you found Hebrews chapter two? Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts or distributions of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. We've been looking at this text for several weeks and we've been talking about the danger of drifting away. He said we we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Drift away from what? Drift away from the things we've heard. Isn't that right? And I, and I pointed out that, at least to me, when I read the scripture and I read the, the words drift away, I think about someone being on a small boat, perhaps on a raft, or even around here in our neck of the woods, an inner tube, you know, on the river, and a current, if uh, you know, causing you to drift. You drift on the river because of the current in the river. If you're on a lake, the wind can blow across the lake and cause you to drift, amen? We pointed out that you don't have to do anything to drift. He didn't say lest we run away, walk away, paddle away. He said, lest we drift, you don't have to do anything to drift. All you have to do to drift is turn, a, turn loose of the thing that had you anchored to begin with. The thing that you want to stay close to, all you have to do is stay connected to it and you won't drift away. But if you turn loose, you don't have to take any other action, you will drift. And the spiritual things uh, are the same. If you turn loose of the things of God, if you don't give attention to the things of God because of the current of this age, because of the winds of doctrine that blow in this world, you will drift away from what you've heard. And he said, we must give the more earnest heed lest we drift away. Now, we talked about uh, three weeks ago, the last time we spoke on on this, uh, we were focusing on verse three. It said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? I pointed out to you that most commonly, 
this verse of scripture is used in preaching to the lost. At least in my uh, reference, that's the only way I've ever heard this verse of scripture used. I've always heard it used in an evangelistic appeal, talking to sinners not to neglect so great a salvation or else they cannot expect, expect uh, to, uh, uh, to fail to perish. Isn't that right? But I think it's important for us to see that this verse of scripture, though it applies to the unsaved, it wasn't written to the unsaved. It is noteworthy that this verse of scripture was actually written to believers. Isn't that right? Turn over to chapter three, verse number one. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. So that's who this epistle was written to. Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. And yet to these holy brethren, how many holy brethren do we have in here? Well, a few of you have courage to lift your hands, praise God. Amen. I said, how many holy brethren do we have in here? Yeah, even to the holy brethren, even to those who were partakers of, of the heavenly calling, he said, you have to give the more earnest heed lest you slip away. Isn't that right? Then he said, excuse me, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Last time, I talked about the fact that uh, the word neglect in the English and the Greek word that's translated neglect, both of those words have two primary meanings. The one means to ignore or disregard. And that's more of an overt or a more uh, uh, wanton type of neglect. To ignore something, to disregard something is to neglect it. But then there's another meaning of the word neglect and that means to fail to give proper care for something or proper attention to something. It's a lot less uh, insidious or objectionable maybe than the first meaning, but it's still neglect. One is more intentional, the other can be unintentional, but it brings the same net result. You will not escape from this world and from the tests and trials and things that come against you as a Christian, you'll not escape from the enemy and his plans for your life. Even if you're saved, you'll not escape destruction in your life, at least in this life, if you drift away from the things you've heard. Amen. If you neglect the things you've heard. Fail to give proper care for something. To fail to, to a failure to give attention to the things you heard you've heard, will cause you to lose out in the things of God. Amen. Last time we talked about six different ways people neglect their salvation. And I pointed out that it begins, always begins as compromise. And we talked about the six compromises that people make in neglecting their salvation. But I want to focus today on the other side of the equation, and that is our great salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. I have a testimony, something I have to tell. It's about this great salvation, praise God. We've got an awesome salvation. We've got a great salvation. We have something we, we don't want to drift away from because it's so good, because it's so blessed, because it's so awesome. It is a great salvation. Now, to, to so many people, 
to so many people, the word salvation has this narrow meaning and it means simply the forgiveness of sins and the ability to go to heaven when you die. But the word of God teaches us that salvation covers that and so much more, praise God. We have a great salvation. Certainly it applies to the spirit realm. Certainly it applies to the forgiveness of sins. Oh, thank God when we were born again, our sins were washed away, amen. Our sins in the new birth aren't just forgiven, they're washed, glory to God. I mean, the Bible says that it could, could, talking about the sins that, that were common in their culture, Paul said, but such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were cleansed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for cleansing from sin, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. We were cleansed. What a great salvation. What a wonderful thing. The first thing I noticed when I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, the first thing I noticed was there was a weight that had been lifted. The weight of sin had been lifted from me. I mean, colors looked brighter. The day seemed cheerier. I mean, everything about me, everything looked rosy. Everything looked good. Yeah, everything felt good because, of, and I wasn't even conscious of the weight of it until it had lifted off of me. And I thought, oh, how sweet salvation is. How sweet it is to know that when I lay my head on the pillow at night, if something should happen and I went home to be with the Lord, that's exactly where I would be with the Lord. Glory to God. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for forgiveness of sins. But it's more than just the forgiveness of sins. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, the Bible says he is a new creation. Oh, I tell you what, when I found out, Doug, about the new creation, it absolutely made me want to shout and run and dance. And it still does. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not just forgiven, but changed on the inside. You know, they had forgiveness under the old covenant. They had their sins forgiven, but they were just covered. Hallelujah. In, on the, in the new creation, we're not, our sins aren't covered. They're washed away. And even more than that, the thing that caused us to want to sin in the, in, in the beginning is dealt with in the inward man, praise God. Hallelujah, the want to is taken away. The, the desire to serve God is placed on the inside of us because I became a new creation. Hallelujah, a brand new person. It's, see, that's what the world doesn't understand about the things of God and about Christianity. They think it's all about rules and regulations and do's and don'ts, and that's not what it is at all. It's about becoming a new person on the inside. It's about having a change in the innermost part of your being, recreated and made brand new. Glory to God. Oh, thank God we're a new creation. But not only that, we have eternal life. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, I thought I already was alive. You're, we're talking about an entirely different kind of life, praise God. We're talking about the kind of life that comes from God. Life as God has it. The God kind of life, praise God. Thank God we have passed from death unto life. Thank the Lord. Woo, glory to God. The Bible says that it, by receiving the life of God, we have been made partakers of the divine nature. Did you know you have a divine nature? <laughs> Woo, glory to God. A divine nature. A divine nature. Not just that old ordinary, you know, crazy nature that you're aware of. We're talking about a divine nature. Praise God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. <laughs> I don't know who should be shouting more, him or her, praise God. 
Glory to God. Woo, thank God. We have received the life of God. Thank the Lord. Woo. Not only that, by being born again, we were born into the family. I'm talking about the family, family. The one and only family. The only family that counts in heaven and earth, the family of God. He has become our father and we have become his very own children. Behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we would be called the children of God. Woo, hallelujah. And if we're children, the Bible says, then we're heirs. And if we're heirs, then we're joint heirs with Jesus, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. All that the Father has, all that belongs to the Father, all that belongs to the Son belongs to the church, glory to God, because we are sons of God by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And anything that he has, we have. Anything that he has, we need it, we can have it, praise God. Hallelujah. Woo, thank God. Talk about a great salvation. It beats anything in this world, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Not only that, when we were born again, not only were we placed into the family of God, not only did we receive eternal life, not only were we born again and had our sins forgiven, the greater one came to live on the inside. The very God who created the world. The Bible says in the beginning was that God created the heavens and the earth and the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord was brooding over the face of the deep, just waiting for the command of God, just waiting for God to speak and the Holy Spirit went to action and created all that we see, glory to God. Well, that same creative one lives in you, right in here, right in here, right in here, praise God not somewhere else, right in here, right in here. Glory to God, hallelujah. The greater one, greater is he who lives in here than he who lives in the world. Don't ever look at the world. Don't ever look at, at anybody and look at the success or what they might have or what they might be able to do. Anyone that's unsaved and think, oh, it must be nice. Listen, you've got the greater one. If you have the greater one, that means whatever they have is weaker. They have the weaker one. They have the lesser one. Amen. They, they have the one that, 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 that can't produce. The one whose, whose promises are empty and vain, praise God. The one whose strength is weakness. We have the one, praise God, who on his weakest day is stronger than anything in this world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The greater one lives on the inside. Praise God. Well, not only that. Praise God. Not only in our spirit. See, we have a salvation for, our, for the whole man. Paul said, I pray that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless, amen. We have a salvation for not just the spiritual man. We have a salvation not just for the, for the, for the recreated spirit man. We have a salvation for all parts of us, praise God. That's what makes it so great. Our soul is saved through the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says this engrafted word is able to save your souls. Well, get into it, praise God, and get your soul saved. Hallelujah. What are we talking about? We're talking about our thinking. 
Amen. You're aware that the word soul in the New Testament comes from the Greek word suke, P-S-U-C-H-E. We get the English word psyche from that, all of the derivatives thereof. And it's talking about the, the mental realm, the soulish realm, the mental, emotional realm, psychological realm. Well, all of that is saved by watching all of that in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I re- Do you remember how you used to think? Do you remember how you approached your day, how you approached life before you were serving God? I do. I remember the vanity of it. I remember a a, a subconsciousness at least. I was aware of the vanity of life, the emptiness of life, the dread of of facing another day, the outlook of just, you know, another day like the last one, praise God. But oh, how my thinking changed when I got born again. I tell you what, it gave me a new way to look at the world. Do you remember how how you used to look at the world? You remember how you used to look at your life and how that's changed? Oh, glory to God. It changed my thinking. When I got born again and got into the word of God, it changed my thinking. It changed my outlook. It changed my thoughts about the future. It changed my plans, praise God. I mean, I I relate to to everything differently because of this great salvation. It's a total life-changing salvation in every sense of the word. All of my plans change. All of my hopes change. The things that I didn't enjoy, I now enjoy. The things I did enjoy, I now don't enjoy. Praise God. I have a new life. I have a new way. I have a new hope. I have a new home. I have a new vision. Praise God. And it's all because of the salvation that we have. Praise God. Oh, it's a great salvation. It's a great salvation. Glory to God. Romans 5 says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. That affects the soulish realm as well. Peace that passes all understanding. Glory to God. What a, what a wonderful, I've already referred to the fact that the, the weight of sin being rolled away and the sense of peace with God, the sense of approval from God, the sense of acceptance from God, knowing that I'm no longer an outlaw, knowing that I'm, not, I'm no longer a villain, knowing that I'm no longer on the run from the Lord, praise God. But I've been ushered into the family and given a front row seat. Which seat is that? I'm seated with Christ Jesus, hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, praise God. Peace with God. Peace with God. Hallelujah. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from fear. Freedom from condemnation. Amen. Freedom from the past. Oh, hallelujah. A wonderful purpose in life, a wonderful sense of belonging and security. Praise God. Hallelujah, freedom from oppression. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible talks about having your conscience washed from a consciousness of sin. The blood of Jesus washes your consciousness from sin. Oh, hallelujah. I know so many Christians, bless their heart, they just haven't gotten into the word of God. They've not let the word really control their thinking and their thought life and the way they look at things and they still go around troubled about the past. They go around troubled about the things they've done that they don't want anybody to know about it. Listen, when you were born again, God said your sins and your iniquities I will remember no more. Amen. Yeah, but pastor, you don't understand. 
I had an abortion. I'm telling you, if your sins have been forgiven, they've been washed. And if they're washed, they're gone. And that means God has no more memory of your sin. I don't care, I don't care how difficult a thing it is to overcome. I don't care how, how ashamed you, the, the enemy, see the enemy would want you to stay ashamed of things like that. He would want you to keep that to yourself and never talk about it again. But you need to know that you were washed, praise God. And your sins and iniquity and the guilt of it's been taken away. Praise God. I, I, I've quoted a lot of scriptures and haven't had you look at them, but I want you to go to look at this one. Look, to, look with me in Isaiah. Isaiah 53. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53. Verse number six. Isaiah 53, six. All we like sheep have gone astray. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what your sin is. It doesn't matter what you've done. Well, I had an affair, cheated on my spouse. I had an abortion. I, I did this or I did that. Listen, all we like sheep have gone astray, the Bible says. And there in our own lives, in our own natural lives, the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. So there's not anybody pointing a finger. No one can point a finger. Isn't that right? But notice this. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Woo, praise God. The, the, the strength of this passage, and you might notice this in a reference Bible where it says has laid, the margin says has caused to, to land on him. In other words, fallen. God caused the sin and iniquity that we were responsible for to fall on him. So that means it fell on him in judgment and he was judged with our iniquities. He was judged with your sin. He was judged with what you did. Now notice this. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And according to uh, the Brown Drivers and Briggs Hebrew Lexicon, which is unparalleled. It says this word iniquity has a threefold meaning. It says it means iniquity. It also means the guilt of iniquity. It also means the consequences of or punishment for iniquity. Listen, your iniquity, the guilt of your iniquity fell on him. The consequences of the punishment for your iniquity fell on him. Listen, you need to give it up. You need to quit holding on to that stuff. You need to quit hiding that stuff. You need to, you need to get out in the open and dance and shout and rejoice and thank God that your sins have been forgiven, that they're gone, that the Lord Jesus carried it away and it's never gonna come up again. It'll never show up again. Praise God. Woo, hallelujah. The measure of our salvation can only be determined by the depth of our sin. The measure of what God's done can only be measured by how far we had fallen away from God. The, thought, the further we felt, Jesus said, him who has, has, been, has been forgiven much, loves much. He who's been forgiven of little, much loves little. I tell you what, I love the Lord. <laughs> because I know I've been forgiven of a lot, praise God. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great salvation. Not only that, not only that, 
we've been given authority in this life. When God created mankind, he gave them authority. He said, I want you to go out and exercise dominion over the earth. Over all that you put your hand to, you have authority, you have a dominion in this earth. Well, we know that Adam sold us out surrendered to the wicked one, but Jesus came back, came and, and took that back for the believer and that authority has been restored to us and praise God, we can live life with authority. We're not under the devil's thumb any longer. We're not under circumstances. We're not under the conditions that prevail in the world. We're not under the things that, that, that hinder and, and hamper and hold so many people back. We're free, praise God. We've been given authority over our finances. We've been given authority over, over our bodies. We've been given authority over, uh, over our relationships and our family life. We've been given authority over all of the promises of God and anything that he said, the Bible says every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ, praise God. Woo, hallelujah. More, more, more than conquerors. Like Pastor Angela said this morning, we're not just conquerors, we're more than conquerors. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when Evander Holyfield, you know, he won one of his uh, 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 championships, you know, and he got the big, you know, whatever it is, the trophy, and, and uh, he, gave, he took the trophy and then gave all of the money to his wife. Uh, he didn't keep any of it, gave it all to his wife. And somebody, you know, said, well, what's that like? She said, well, he's the champion. I'm more than a champion. <laughs> Hallelujah, because I get the benefit of it. Amen. He had to take the bloody face. I got the money. I got the goods, praise God. That makes me more than a champion because I didn't have to suffer in the ring. Well, we didn't have to suffer in the ring, praise God, that Jesus entered into. He went into that place and bore our sins and he took authority in awful combat and came out victorious, glory to God, and then just gives it to us. Woo, glory to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's not all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our salvation gets into the natural, the physical realm. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And with his stripes, we were healed. Praise God. I mean, we have free, you know, the, the uh, uh, Schofield's reference Bible makes mention of the fact the word salvation from the Greek and the Hebrew words for salvation carry the idea of deliverance, safety, preservation, soundness, healing. All of those words are included in the word salvation. As a matter of fact, many places in your Bible that you read, your, your King James or your New King James or other translations where it mentions the word salvation, sometimes it's the word healing and it's the same word, praise God. The prayer, in other words, the prayer of faith over in James chapter five, let him call for the elders of the church, let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick. That word heal, the words are used interchangeably. That means our salvation includes a right to healing, praise God. Ooh, glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, if, like we sing sometimes, if I was healed, then I am healed. Amen, by whose stripes ye were healed. Not only healing, praise God, deliverance, deliverance, deliverance in this life, deliverance from anything that would bind. Anything that would hold you back. Deliverance from habits. Deliverance from addiction. Deliverance from fears. Deliverance from mental things. Deliverance from anything, like I said, that would, that would hold you back and keep you down and keep you out of the blessing of God. You've been delivered. 
<laughs> yeah, praise God. You've been delivered. We've been delivered. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Again, go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, I intended to read all of these passages and just quoted them instead, but I do want to look at a couple of them so you can see them in print, praise God. Psalm 91, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You could spend the next month in this psalm alone, but we'll just start in the last part of it, verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. What what did we sing today? I love the Lord. (laughs) Do you love him? Amen. Amen. Do you love the Lord? Well, look what it said. Because you have set your love upon him, therefore he will deliver you. It doesn't, listen friend, it doesn't matter what's on the radar. It doesn't matter what's ahead. It doesn't matter what's out there. It doesn't matter what the future holds. It doesn't matter what the enemy might try to bring against you. I will deliver you, he said. Praise God. You can count on his delivering power. Amen. He said, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He's talking about you. Amen, I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I tell you what, the Bible never promised us that we wouldn't have trouble. The Bible never said we'd go through life and wouldn't have days of trouble. The Bible didn't say that, but it said he'd be with us. But he's not just with us to hold our hands and pat us on the back and say, bless your darling little heart. I know it's tough, just keep a strong upper lift and just keep on, you know, just hanging in there. You'll come through some way. That's not what he does. He said, I will be with him. I will deliver him. He's with you to deliver you. He came to deliver you. He's walking beside you. He lives on the inside of you, but he's also walking beside you to deliver you, praise God. Yeah, he said, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. You know, there's deliverance and then there's honorable deliverance. You know, there's, there's some kind of deliverance that, that people think they've had and they just, you know, the problem just kind of goes away and, 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 and it just kind of, you know, drifted away. But then there's the kind of deliverance, praise God, that brings honor to God, where you know that God had to do it, that there was no other way, there was no way out but God's way, and had it not been for God, you would have gone under. I like those kinds of deliverances, praise God, where God gets the glory. He said, I will be with him and I will honor him, notice this, with long life, with long life, with long life, with long life. With long life, with long life, with long life, with long life, I will satisfy him. Praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 A long life, but a satisfied life. Not a long troubled life, not a long difficult life, not a life where a long life where you wish it was over, but a life that brings satisfaction. A long satisfied life, praise God. Woo, hallelujah. I will show him my salvation. Praise God.
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.